Father, thank you once again. We can never thank you enough. Thank you for the blessing, the opportunity to gather all of us before your presence. The last day of 2017. We began the year with many people, but we cannot find some of them. But by your grace and by your mercies, you have kept us alive. It's only the living that can praise you, not the dead. You have allowed us to live so that we can praise you. Therefore, refuse to be ungrateful. Receive our thanksgiving this morning. Receive our gratitude this morning. In the name of Jesus. Pray the Lord you speak to our hearts. Bless us. Touch every heart with your word this morning. Give light to your people. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, by the grace of God, as I said, is a month of gratitude. And we are ending with thanksgiving. I want to preach briefly. Then we enter into a time of praise and appreciate the Lord for all that he has done for us. I want to share with you how to express genuine gratitude. And please, I want to encourage all of us this morning, don't take the happenings in your life for granted, please. Hallelujah. Sometimes people think that they deserve what you do for them. They deserve it. I mean, at least I deserve what you did for me. So there's no need for me to say thank you to you. Some of people also think that what you did for them is so insignificant, it's too small, that there is no need to, for, for me to thank you for giving me a way to enter, and so what? You open a door for me to enter as an usher, that's your work, and so what? You gave me water to drink, and so what? Sometimes, some people think that the things that happen to us are so insignificant, so we don't attach any seriousness to them. But if you can live a grateful life, you must learn to appreciate any little thing or even the things seem so insignificant, you must learn to appreciate those things. Because sometimes what you think is too small for you may have cost the person very much. Yeah? So that somebody can give you a gift and it looks so insignificant for you. So it's too small. But what the person gave you may have cost the person something very precious. Somebody in this church sent me a credit of five cities. And I was surprised. I thanked the person for almost about one week. Because when I look at the caliber of that person and the person is giving me credit of two cities or five cities, I was, I was so touched. I was so grateful. But since the person is always depending on rather on me to leave and the person gave a credit, I was so touched. So sometimes what you don't place value on that looks so insignificant may cost the person something much. If you want to live a life of gratitude, please you must learn to place value on any little thing that is done for you. I pray that God will give us the grace to value what God does for us and what he uses people to do for us. In Jesus' holy name. I pray that God will give us the grace to value things and what people do for us in the name of Jesus. Nothing should be too small for you. Tell the person, nothing should be too small for you. Can you please tell the person, no matter what God does for you and what God uses people to do for you, should never be too small for you. Hallelujah. So if you are here and you are like that, that you don't appreciate anything, may God deliver and help you from today. Now gratitude or thanksgiving has the power or a way of multiplying your life. When you learn to live a life of gratitude or a life of thanksgiving, it has a way of adding up to your life, not subtracting. And I think all of us here, everybody here desires that God will add up to your life. All of us here. One of the dangerous things we should pray against is subtraction from your life. You begin so well, but you don't end well. The path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. So according to God's divine ordination, your life must always be added. There should be addition into your life. But when you live a life that is full of subtraction, like what happened to Naomi, 
who went with the husband and the two children to Moab and returned empty. When she came back, the, uh, the husband was dead and the, all the two children were also dead. It will never happen to you in the name of Jesus. Please listen to me. Your yesterday should not be better than your today. There shouldn't be something like a better yesterday. No, 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 no. There should be something like that. Your 2018 must be better than your 2017. That's a fact. Please, no, no, I'm not saying this for you to shout, but that is a fact. That is how it's supposed to be. It's just simple. That's how. Proverbs 4.18, the path of the just is like a shining light. For us, we behold him in a glass. We are changed from glory to glory. That's your portion. Simple. No argument. No argument. But I want to share a secret with you. See, sometimes we take certain things for granted. And we think that they are nothing. But one of the things that gratitude and thanksgiving will do for you, it will never subtract from you, but it rather add up, add to your life. So those of you who have not been showing gratitude and appreciation to God, your life is being subtracted. Things are being taken from your life. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah 30, 18 through 19. Jeremiah chapter 30, the verse 18 through 19. Give me the end. I like the way the NIV puts it. That says the Lord, he said, I will restore the fortunes of Jacob tents and have compassion on his dwellings. The city will be rebuilt on her ruins and the palace will stand in its proper place. From them will come songs of what? Thanksgiving and the sound of rejoicing. I will add to their numbers. From them will come songs of what? So when you live a life of gratitude and life of thanksgiving, the Bible says the Lord begin to add up to you. And they will not be decreased. Them out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of those who make merry, I will multiply them. So thanksgiving or gratitude has a way of multiplying your life. And you can look at it from the book of I mean, Matthew. When Jesus was, I mean, met with 5,000 men. He took bread, I mean, five loaves of bread, two fishes. And he did what? He gave thanks. How can five loaves of bread and two fishes feed 5,000 people? But on the platform of thanksgiving, God has a way of multiplying what is few, what is small. Listen to me. If you begin to live a life of gratitude and thanksgiving, there is a way God is going to add up to your life. All the things that have been taken from you, God is going to stop them and make your life with full of addition. Glory to God. So gratitude has a way of adding, not subtracting. You will never lose any blessing that God has given to you in 2017 and 2018. And listen to me. I said you will never lose any blessing God has given to you in 2018. But rather God is going to add up to them. You are going to see additions. Say to yourself, I will see additions. Academically, you see I mean, additions. In your businesses, you see additions. In your marriage, you see additions. In your career, you see additions. In terms of property, you see additions. No in the name of Jesus because the letter that we have in our hands we are going to appreciate God therefore God has no choice than to do what? multiply he said with songs of melody and with thanksgiving I will add to their number oh yeah you've seen God in your age that has taken the grace of God for me to come to this far and God said, then I will continue to add up to your age so that you can always come and thank me. Some of you on your birthday, you don't even come here to thank God. You rather go to the, you do party. Where is your gratitude? Where is your thanksgiving? Who allowed you to live? Who added to your age? You should have been dead by now. You should have been messed up by now. Some of you even feel shy to say what God has done in your life. What a shame. 
from today, every ingratitude is living your life from today. And I see God adding up to your life on the platform of gratitude and thanksgiving. Receive a lesson from today. I said, receive a lesson from today. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. So God has a way of adding up into our lives when we learn to be grateful. That's the power of gratitude. Gratitude also has the power to bring you out of your calamities. Don't forget, I'm sharing with you how to express or how to show gratitude. But I want you to know the importance of gratitude. Then you can do it and do it well. It also has the power to bring you out of calamities or your challenges. Sometimes we love to complain. We love to talk. We love to mama and this and that. Especially when you are going through difficult times. There are people that who will never speak positive in their They always speak negative. There are even people that when things are even well with them, they still complain. Have you ever seen people that who have money on them and they still always say, I don't have money. They are full, but they say they are hungry. There are some friends that when you walk with them and you are buying food, they will never buy. Every day, they themselves they don't have money. They always look on you to do something for them. When you join their church, they always expect you to pay. And they can pay. They can do something for you. Always complaining. But gratitude or thanksgiving has a way of delivering you out of your calamity. Let me tell you this. If anybody here wants God to help you and deliver you from any challenge or difficulty that you find yourself in, I want to suggest to you from today, let 2018 be a platform of thanksgiving. No matter the challenge that you go through, God will bring you out successfully. You'll be surprised. I'm telling you. Go with me to Jonah 2, 7 to 9. This was when he was in the belly of the fish and there was no hope. There was, there was nothing. And listen to what happened. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. He was praying this prayer in the belly of the fish. Verse 8. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. Verse 9. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of what? Thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Verse 10. So the Lord spoke to the fish and said, Vomit Jonah out. Do the dry. <laughs> Whoa. Look at the verse 9. Maybe you don't get it. This was when he was in the belly of the fish and there was no hope. He was supposed to complain. He was supposed to, Lord, why are you so wicked? I am dying here. Oh, me, whoa, me, whoa, me, whoa. Lord, are you going to allow me to die here? But in the belly of the fish, look at what Jonah did. But I was sacrificed to the Lord, the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And look at the verse 10. So the Lord spoke. The moment you begin to thank God and appreciate God in every situation that you find yourself in, God begins to speak to your situation for your situation to bring you out of it. That's how it happens. If you want to come out of your calamities and your challenges and your difficulties, learn to appreciate God and thank the Lord in the midst of difficulty. I see God bringing somebody out of your calamity, out of your difficulty, out of your challenge. Ephesians 5.20 says that it's in all things. That's why I understand this scripture very well. In every situation that you find, in all things, give thanks. In all things. Can you please tell the person, in all things. So giving thanks always for all things to God. The Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, give thanks in all things. In all things. In all. The good, the bad, the ugly. Father, I thank you. I know that you are working something good out of this for me. I pray that complaining will come out of your mouth. You will learn to live a life of gratitude. 
and every calamity you find yourself in, I see God bringing you out of that calamity. I see, listen to me, this morning I'm going to appreciate God for him to bring you out of every problem you find yourself in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So thanksgiving has the power to deliver us from every challenge that we find ourselves in. Number three, it turns your desert into Eden. Hallelujah. Isaiah 51, the verse, what thanksgiving and gratitude can do for you. Isaiah 51 verse 3. So for the Lord will comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like what? Eden. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. People of God, you can never see a turn around in your life when you don't live a life of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has a way of changing your desert into a fruitful land. Thanksgiving has a way of changing your desert into a good place for you. Many of us go through certain deserts in our lives. Desert talks about your dryness. Things are so empty. Things are not working. Things are so tough. Things are difficult. But Thanksgiving has a way of turning these situations into Eden. Please listen to me. God wants you to live a life like Eden. You are on earth, but you are living like a life of Eden. I'm talking about the Garden of Eden where things were so good, things were so normal. That's the life God wants you to live. And when you're going to live the life of gratitude... No matter the situation that you find yourself in, God turns your wilderness. He turns your difficulty. He turns your dryness into a land and a garden of Eden. Where all your needs are supplied. Glory to God. Can you help me tell the person, take complaining out of your mouth. Tell the person, confess you, stop complaining. Let your thanksgiving become many. Tell the person, I see God turning your wilderness into Eden for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There was this man, Paul and Silas found themselves in Acts chapter number 16, in prison. Instead of them to complain, they started thanking the Lord, appreciating the Lord, magnifying Him. Within that desert, the Bible said the angel of the Lord came and loosed them out of that prison and set them free. Your thanksgiving today will usher you into your Eden, will usher you into the place God has ordained for your life in the name of Jesus. Now, gratitude is very much important. Therefore, it must be expressed. You can never live a life of gratitude without expressing it. When people are grateful, it shows in their attitude and what they do. You can never say you are grateful to God without showing it. Now, how do I show genuine gratitude to God so that God can bring all these blessings into my life? How many of you want God to multiply your life? God bless you. How many of you want God to... Causes power to take you away from every calamities in your life, all of us. And how many want God to turn our desert into Eden? Now, so I'm going to show you three ways how God can do these things in your life. How to express genuine gratitude to God for Him to turn your life and your situation around. Number one, when God does something for you, or when God uses people to do things in your life, tell it or verbally express it. Tell it or verbally do what? express it. There's no way you can keep quiet or you must be silent on what God has done or what God has used people to do in your life. The scripture our brother read for us from Psalm 145 from verse 3 to 7. Listen to what it says. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. 
they will speak of your glorious they will not keep quiet they will speak everybody say speak they will speak of your glorious splendor of majesty and i will meditate on your wonderful works they will tell everybody say tell of the power of your awesome works and i will proclaim so they tell your great deeds i will proclaim verse 7 they will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness hallelujah you can never keep silent or keep quiet on what god has done for you or what god has you people to do in your life no you can't you can't if you really want to show gratitude you must express it you must say what god has done for you it is one of the greatest platform of gratitude telling people Telling all those around you that this is the doing of the Lord in my life and it's marvelous in my eyes. You don't take the credit for yourself or you don't give the credit to anybody but you give the credit to God and God alone. Don't be ashamed to tell people what God has done in your life and what God is doing in your life. Don't be ashamed to stand in front of people to declare the goodness of the Lord in your life. Because the moment you do that, you tell others that there is this God who can do great things in their lives as well. Many of you have testimonies but you don't tell your testimony. Because you think that you don't want people to know what God is doing in your life. But when you tell what God is doing in your life, you give, because, let me tell you this, somebody finds his or her testimony in your testimony. Because sometimes the things that you are going through, people are going through the same situation, but when you give your testimony how God delivered you, it gives them the assurance that God can do the same thing in their lives. So you tell, you tell what God has done in your life. Hallelujah. People say you are looking so beautiful, you are looking so wonderful. It is God who don't attribute your beauty to any pomade, any lipstick, any lip shine. Don't attribute how you are looking to anything or any medication you are taking. Somebody was telling another person, please, hey, you are looking so handsome. No, you are looking for it. Oh, some have been taking some uh, multivitamin capsules. So. It's good, pal. Glory to God. Tell the person, tell what God has done. Don't keep quiet. Don't keep quiet. Hallelujah. You can express it in songs. So when we come before God and we are praising God, you express, you tell God, you have done that, you praise him as David did. You express your gratitude to God by expressing it. Let it show in your singing. Let it show in your testimony, in your conversation. Let it show, let it show. Let it show. There are people that when they are, you are talking to them, they always talk about themselves and their achievement without mentioning God in it. I did this. I did that. I told you this before. I is for God and we is for who? It's for man. You, there is nothing like I. Well, India covered, oh, I did this. I did this. I went here. I did that. No, 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 no. Any man who lives a life of gratitude does not say I. We always refer I to God. It is God who did this. It is God who did that. I pray that from today in your conversation, in your communication, God will be the center of it. If anything good has happened in your life, refer it to God. It is God. That is a genuine way of expressing gratitude. You say it. Not only what God has done for you, but what God has also used men to do in your lives. Always tell. You see, I learn how to appreciate people through the scripture. Romans chapter number 16, from verse 1 to 6 there about. Listen to what it says. I commend to you our sister Phoebe. A servant of the church in Sankara. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints. And to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been a great help. To me and to many people. Can you imagine this? If I stay here to call you, you might come. Please, I want all the church. Because you are speaking to the church 
Paul was speaking to the church. I want everybody to know that Yima here has been a great help to me. Somebody will say that, hey, yourself, now we are raising people too much. Raising which people? If I stand here and tell you, oh, this person did that for the church, this person did that for God, please, nobody's trying to raise anybody, but I want to people to know we appreciate what God has used them to do. Verse 3. Great Priscilla, this is a man and a wife, my fellow workers, what if these people did will shock you. Row. They raised their lives for me. And I will tell everybody, these people raised their lives for me. There are people in this church who have been with me from the beginning of this church. I mean, struggling and all. These are people who raised their lives for you. Can they be forgotten? Can you be forgotten? You can't. People can be have left. But you can never be forgotten. They raised their lives for me. Not I, not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are great. May your name be counted among people that we shall be grateful for. We shall be grateful to. Oh, yeah. All the churches are grateful. Listen to me. There are people in this church we can never forget them. The church is eternally and eternally grateful to them. I don't want to say eternally. Say eternally. Forever and ever. What they have done for God and what they are still doing for the church is eternally grateful. May you be counted among the people that God shall be grateful, the church shall be grateful unto in the name of Jesus. Do you know what one of the things that he did? He gave, the, the two couple gave, the couple gave their own house for, for the church that, please, I'm giving my house to you, do church inside. I don't know whether they does the house to the church or whatever, but they gave their house, said, please take it. How many of you will give your house? How many of you will give a car? How many of you will give a land? Green also, the church that meets at their way. Or they meet at their way. Whose house? President Akila. Greet my dear friend Epenitus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Verse 6. Greet Mary, who worked very hard. May your name be mentioned among those who are working for the kingdom and are working for the church. And you shall never ever be forgotten. Can you please help me tell person, you shall never ever be forgotten. Tell person, your labor in the Lord, your service in the kingdom, your service in the church will never ever be forgotten. Amen. So tell people, let people know what God has used other people to do in your life. Don't be shy to mention the names of people who have helped you before. Don't be shy. Be bold to speak about them. Be bold to talk about them. From today, you will never be shy to mention the names of the people God has used to be a blessing to you. May you speak well about the people who have been a help to you. May you never forget them. If God uses people to do things in your life, and people appreciate the happiness in your life, when you are appreciating God, also mention them as well. Oh, this person gave this dress to me. This person gave me this wiggle. He just dashed it to me. Wow. What a blessing. But there are people because they want to prove a point. Oh, yeah. It's very expensive. Oh. I bought it. You didn't buy anything. Somebody gave it to you. Stop the bragging. You didn't buy anything. Tell person you didn't buy anything. You didn't buy anything. Thank you. We will never be tired to mention the names of people God has used to be a blessing to us. Say to yourself, I will never be tired. 
to mention the name of the Lord and the people he has used to be a blessing to me. Hallelujah. Amen. So one of the genuine ways to express gratitude is to verbally say or tell what has happened to you. Number two, how do I express genuine gratitude to God and the people he uses to be a blessing to me? You show that by your total commitment to the person or your loyalty. By your total commitment. I wanted to give you some scriptures on the first one, but please you can add these scriptures to it. First Corinthians 15, 8-10. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I'm not shy to say it is God who has made me who I am. Don't forget that. Paul made mention of, I mean, Philippians 2, 19-22. He talks about, I was surprised. Whoa. He talks about Timothy. He said, I have no one like this young man. Hmm. I have nobody like him. Paul was bold enough to tell the whole church. Like, for example, I call Pastor K, come. There's nobody in this church I have who is so committed to me like this man. I say to the church, people will open their mouth and say, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? What about this one? But listen to what Philippians 2, 19 through 22. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him. Can you say this? There were other people who, Titus was there. Phoebe was there. Priscilla and Aki, Epaphroditus. Paul was one man who had a lot of helpers. But he singled out this young man called Timothy. said, I have nobody like him. May you become like that person. May you become like Timothy. That we don't have people in this church like you. When it comes to commitment, when it comes to sacrifice, when it comes to giving yourself, we have nobody like you. May God give us hundreds and thousands of Timothys in this church. Amen. Where we can... You know, there are people in this church, even the, there is earthquake, they will still be in church. But there are others, when even the weather changes small, they come to church today, you don't know the animal that is worrying them. They can be very active for a whole month. Give them another two months, you never see them. Hmm. May God give us Timothys in this church. I have no one else like him. I have nobody. And God has given us so many people like Timothy in this church. So many of them. Hallelujah. May God grace us like men and women like Timothy. In the name of Jesus. The second way to express your gratitude is by your total commitment. Very much important. That's one of the greatest ways to show gratitude to God and the people that God used to be a blessing to you. In Romans chapter number 8 from verse 31 through 39. Talking about Paul. He who did not spare his own son, but gave himself. If God be for us, who can be against us? So I said, how will he not also, along with them, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Is it not God who justifies? Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is, is at the right hand of God, also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Hallelujah. For I am convinced. Everybody say I'm convinced. Because of what he has done for me. He justified me. Me. He cared for me. He has preserved me. That's what Paul is saying. He said, therefore I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, no man, no woman, no any powers, neither height nor death, 
nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from I am I am joined to this Christ and this God forever. Nothing because of what he has done for me. How far he has preserved. Many of you should have been dead by now. I'm telling you. I said you should have been dead. People drive better cars than you, but they are dead. There are people who are more wealthier than you, but they are dying. It comes to a point in life you realize that money cannot help you anymore. It takes the hand of God. Many of you, your life has been preserved because of God. And because of what he has done for me. What can separate me? Not, nothing in creation. Please, don't allow a man, don't allow a woman, don't allow your job, don't allow success, whatever you have to separate you from this man. Let me tell you, one of the greatest ways to show gratitude is by your loyalty. Lord, when you call me, I am there. I'm with you. Nothing will separate. Yeah, I'm with you. There are certain people God has used them to do certain things in your life. May you never separate yourself from them. Be committed to them forever, for life for life. Among many other things, when Ruth saw what Naomi did for her, Oprah can go. He said, where you die is where I will die. Where you be buried is where I will be buried. Your people shall be my people. I am tied to you forever. I am tied to you. May you never forget what God has done for you. May you never be driven away by your challenges and your difficulties from... You see, many of you, you are just in church because it's 31st. When the 31st is over, we'll see you at Easter. Mercy on you. You are ungrateful. You are wicked. You are bad. You are... Mercy. No, I'm Where is your gratitude? You're not committed to the man. Church is a problem for you. Have you said God has done something for you? Come and worship is a problem. You don't remember the last time you went to church? When even when you come to singing, it's a problem for you. We are going to do this for God. We are going to work. We are going to evangelize. You are not there. You are not there. Where is your coming? Where is your loyalty? When you are loyal to someone, you are always available for the person. When the person needs you, you are there. There are certain people in my life, when they call me, and no matter where I am, I have to be there. Eternally committed because of what God has used them to do in my life. So you are fighting with people who have helped you before. You are ungrateful. Oh, you are wicked. Hallelujah. Can you ask the person, how committed are you to God? Can you ask the person, how loyal are you to God? Yeah. When it comes to loyalty and God, we are far away. Very, very far away. Very far! No height, no depth, no woman, no man can separate. Hey! May nothing, no job, no career, no education, nothing should separate you from this God. Not even success, nothing. Let God know that whether he blesses you or not, you are joined to him forever. You are with him for what? Forever. One day, in John 6, Jesus preached a particular message and the people were complaining, talking. From that day, all the people left him. Then he asked the disciples, Will you also go? Listen to the reply of Peter. He said, Lord, where do we have to go? We don't have anywhere. John 6, I remember 67. We don't have anywhere to, for you have the words of eternity. Because of what you have done for me, because of what you have done for us, we have nowhere to go. Nowhere. That's the reason why Peter wept. How can he deny the master? Somebody has helped you to this point. 
you are a fisherman, oh, fisherman. You are smelling fish. So if the way you were smelling before God called you and changed your life. You were smelling men. You smell men. When you say somebody smells men, you understand? You are a woman, but you smell men. You are a man, but you smell women. You smell that like that. But God has changed you. God has transformed you. And God has made your life better. Ah, it used to be bad, but now it's a bit better. Is that not so? It's what? Is it not a bit better? Or you are going backward? Can you tell the person, is it a bit better or is it getting bad? Is, is it a bit better or is it getting bad? <laughs> Hallelujah. Say to yourself, it is getting better. It is getting better. Hallelujah. So we have nowhere to go. Can you tell the person, Jesus is my last stop. Jesus is my last stop. Hallelujah. Because of what he has done for us, we are ever grateful, forever grateful to him. May God help us. You must be ready to go extra mile for him. Number three, in closing, how to show genuine gratitude. I said number one is what? Verbally express it. So when people do things for you, when God uses people to say it, say it, don't keep it. Number two is what? By your total commitment or your loyalty. Always be there for the person. Always be there for God. When God needs you, Lord, I'm here. I'm available. I'm here. Number three, serve him with your material possessions. In Matthew chapter number 26, the verse 6, then you go for me, Luke 7, 36. Matthew chapter number 26 from the verse 6. There's a woman that Jesus did a lot for. I mean, the Bible tells us this woman is uh, the, uh, Mary Magdalene. Jesus did a lot for this woman, changed her life. She, was a, a, she lived all kinds of life, but Jesus transformed her life. And listen to what she did. One day Jesus was eating somewhere. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came to him with alabaster jar of very, everybody say very, very what? Expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was eating at the table. Mm. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. They were angry. Why this waste? Why, why, why are you wasting the money like that in church? Why do you give that to God? You, don't forget, Jesus is the church. Oh, don't forget. Do you know that? Yeah. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant, angry. Why waste? They asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price. A money given to them. <laughs> Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. Listen to me. Whenever you appreciate what he has done for you, giving to him never becomes a problem for you. All those who show genuine gratitude to God are ready to give their expensive things to him. Your expensive thing that you can first give to him is your life. That's number one. Number two, any other material thing that he has blessed you with should not be difficult for you, for you to give it out to him. Expensive perfume. If you are grateful, you can never tell God, I am grateful for what he has done for you. And he has given you money and you are not giving the money to him. No. I told you a story about somebody who were baptizing. Hey. Get into the water. Put your hand on your nose. When the person was, there's a, a pastor who told me, was about to enter the water, he said, Pastor, hold on. He said, what is it? He said, my checkbook is in my pocket. Let me take it out first. And the pastor said, let me tell you, you and your checkbook all need baptism. <laughs> there are many of you, you have repented, but your money has never repented. Mercy. But when she remembered what Jesus had done for her, you see, let me tell you this. When it comes to giving her, I want to beg you, please lend this. It will help you. When it comes to giving, the best place to give your best 
is to God and in God's house. Yeah. If you have given any huge money, listen to me. If you have given any huge money, anything that is of value to anybody, it should be the church. It should not be a man. It's not even your mother, not even your father. No, 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 no. Not even your mother or your father. It should be the church to God. Do you know that in the book of Acts, Acts chapter number four, downwards, people, because of what they saw, what God has done for them, they gave their lands to the church. They gave their lands to God. Yeah, they gave their lands. Take this, take that, take, take, take. This, that, that's what in Acts chapter five, this man also wanted to try. Ananias and Sapphira. Even though they were giving the money, but they divided the money to this one is too big, just take small. <laughs> From today, may you remember what he has done for you. Express it by your material givings. Express it by your what? When it comes to God, giving your material things should not be a problem for you. In Matthew chapter number 27, verse 55. Then we look at uh, Matthew 25, 57. Matthew 27, 55. Many women were there. Talking about Jesus. When he was crucified. Watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his word. Or to care for his word. Do you know who Jesus is now? Do you know Jesus is the what? Is the church. That's what the Bible says. He said, I am the church. I will build my church. So anybody who gives anything to the church, gives to Christ. And this woman followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Who we'll make sure the church doesn't lack anything. Who we'll make sure they gather themselves. Mention their names. Ro. Among them were Mary Magdalene. The same woman who gave the perfume. He said, I have not, not given land. And that is, no, I am going to follow and give everything. Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. And the mother of Zebedee's sons. As even approached, they came to a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph. I mean, I'll come to this case, but because of time. Joseph Arimathea was somebody who also, when Jesus died, he was a rich man. I pray that your success will affect the church. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray that in 2018 as we enter, God will raise up men and women in the ministry and say, Pastor, what can we do for the church? Can we give a land to the church for church projects? Can we give 10,000 Ghana cities? Can we give 20,000 Ghana? Can we give $1 million to advance the church? Can I give money to help for the building of the churches, the branches? Whether to roof one of the branches. It, I don't know how long it took. It took us about one year to roof it. We just finished roofing it. It took us about one year. I let me tell you, when you want to do it, I see the grace coming upon you. To show your gratitude by your giving material, your material in Jesus' name. And I pray that that grace will fall upon us as a church. It will fall upon us as a people. As we celebrate the Lord and all that he has done for us. We are not only going to celebrate, we are going to celebrate him with our material gifts as well. From today, giving to God should never become a problem for you. Offering should not become a problem for you. Some of you, this Christmas, you bought drinks. Alcohol drinks. I want to mention some of the names. Black label. Red label. Irish cream. Konya. You can buy a drink of 100 cities. You can't give 100 cities as offering to God. I was in Kumasi and somebody was telling me. Please listen to this. May God have mercy on us all. The person I was with told me. Edaben, we saw the estates of this man. Angel FM. Have you heard of Angel FM? We have the Angel TV. And the angel, he told me about, uh, he showed me the, the estate the man has built and he's selling. Then he said, the man said, he has never seen such money in his life when he introduced the Adonko bitters. He owned the Adonko bitters. That's the alcohol, that drink. So he has never seen such money in his life when he introduced that alcohol and how people buy. 
Some of you here, you have some in your heart. That's what you used to celebrate this Christmas. <laughs> hey! I said, wow! Please tell the person, when it comes to giving, when it comes to giving, tell the person, I said, when it comes to giving to God, nothing should be too expensive for you. Nothing, 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 nothing. Nothing. She gave expensive perfume. So if your tights even look so heavy for you. Tight of thousand Ghana is heavy for you. Tight of five thousand is heavy. For... What is wrong with you? No, I can't, I can't imagine. You are giving tight of five thousand Ghana and it's heavy. It's too much. You think God is too small. You are giving a tight of two thousand and you look at two thousand. Hey, two thousand way. But they got two of rebounding. Now one one in the BD. To receive the grace to change your attitude when it comes to appreciating God in your offerings, in your tithings, in your givings to God. May God help us from. We are receiving the grace to show genuine gratitude to God. Can you please rise to your feet wherever you are? Hallelujah. May the things that the Lord is about to do in your life manifest with thanksgiving from your mouth. As you leave here, may God wipe away all your tears, give you a new song, return with testimonies in the name of Jesus. You are blessed, you are favored, and your lives are preserved in Jesus' own name.